All right, welcome to Flip the Script Podcast. All right, so today in this podcast, I'm going to be covering a book titled War is a Racket, written by Marine Smedley Butler. Now, Smedley Butler is a famous Marine in the Marine Corps. He is a recipient of two Medal of Honors, and he wrote a book titled War is a Racket, right after World War I. Now, even though that this book was written after World War I, it is actually still very relevant today, even more so today than ever. So for those of you who follow me on YouTube and you've seen some of my shorts, the posts that I make that are the short videos, one minute long videos, then you know my thoughts on the war between Russia and Ukraine, what's going on right now. Now, there was a couple of videos that I had posted that some people were very critical of and accused me of a bunch of crazy things about being a Putin sympathizer and uh, defending Putin and all these other crazy things, right? Because that's not what I did at all. So to clear this up a little bit, let's put this into context. The one video that I made talked about our media and our government using propaganda for the purpose of trying to justify to the American people sending American troops to go to war in Ukraine against Russia, where many of our troops will die because that's what happens in war, right? So our president came out and said that Putin was a war criminal because civilians were killed. What I was saying in my shorts video was that United States kills civilians as well. I mean, you look at the last 20 years of war in the Middle East, the United States is responsible for thousands, maybe tens of thousands, maybe hundreds of thousands. Some people even say millions of civilians. I'm not sure about millions, but definitely in the thousands, the United States is responsible for that. Now, the comparison that I was making was that if you're going to call Vladimir Putin a war criminal because civilians were killed, then you have to look at the United States and every president, including Joe Biden, who drone striked an innocent family as recently as August during the botched withdrawal out of Afghanistan. Now, war is war and civilians die in war. There's no way to avoid that, which is one of the points that I'm making that if you are going to send American troops to Ukraine to fight Russia, then you have to accept the fact that the United States will kill civilians, whether that's in Ukraine or whether that's in Russia. The United States will kill civilians because that's what happens in war. It's collateral damage. I'm not saying that we would do it intentionally, but the purpose that I'm saying is we don't know whether Russia killed civilians intentionally or not. The only thing that we have to go off of is what our government and what our media tells us. Now, when we look at the last 20 years and how our media and our government has lied to us in the past so that we could go to war. So how do we know that they're not lying to us now to get us into a war? And the reason why I'm saying that is because war is a racket, as we're going to see in the book that we're covering today, that a lot of people make millions of dollars off of war. And since the warmongers piggy bank in the Middle East has dried up, where they were making millions of dollars over the last 20 years. It is no coincidence, since that has dried up, there's another war going on in Eastern Europe, where the United States has shady dealings. You look at our government right now with President Biden's relationship with Ukraine. There's a lot of shady stuff going on. It's not out of the realm of possibility to believe that there's some type of nefarious thing going on for the United States. Someone has a type of vested interest in getting into this war. Now, it's not unreasonable to want to look into that and want to explore that. I'm very cautious when I see the propaganda in our news media saying certain things, specifically about civilians being killed. Now, the reason why I am cautious about that is because that is the perfect reason to give to the American people to sell sending their sons and daughters to war because you need an enemy. You need an enemy that is so bad. 
The American public is tired of war. We've been at war for the last 20 years. We're tired of it. Not to mention the hundreds of thousands of lives that have been changed forever, whether from a family member being killed, a father being killed, and the veterans themselves who are coming home with permanent wounds, PTSD, and a whole list of other problems that are associated with war. Now, the bureaucrats inside the government, the defense contractors, the generals that go and work for defense contracting companies after they leave the military, they do not care about any of those things. The only thing they care is about is the dollar. As we're going to see what Smedley Butler's argument is, is that war is a racket. And I believe that the bureaucrats inside of our government, the defense contractors, senators, representatives that have investments in these companies, I believe that they want to keep a war going. And they've been making Vladimir Putin the enemy, the villain in the world for a very long time. And the United States, from what I have seen, has been provoking Russia for a very long time, specifically with Ukraine and NATO. They've been kind of playing both sides. They've been telling Ukraine that they should become a NATO member and the United States is going to support them against Russia no matter what, which is a mistake. First of all, we should not be sending any troops to a foreign country to fight in their war where our sons and daughters are going to die. We already did that in Iraq. We already did that in Afghanistan. It needs to stop and it needs to end. And the only way that it's going to end is if the American people wake up to what is actually happening and why we are getting involved in these wars. When we look in 2003, how they sold to the American people to justify invading Iraq, who had nothing to do with the attacks on 9-11. They said that Saddam Hussein was a harborer of terrorists and that he has weapons of mass destruction. And if the terrorists get a hold of those weapons of mass destruction, there will be mass destruction like we've never seen before. The problem with that is that was all a lie. Saddam Hussein was not harboring terrorists. There was actually no terrorists in Iraq at that time. The terrorists came to Iraq after we took out the entire government and the entire military of Iraq. Saddam Hussein did not have weapons of mass destruction. So I don't know if it was our CIA that lied about that and gave false intelligence, or if it was deeper in the government, I don't know. But what I do know, and which is public information now, is that it was all lies. Saddam Hussein did not have weapons of mass destruction. They lied about it so they could go to war and invade Iraq to justify it to the American people, to justify sending our troops over there. And when we did that, we created a whole mess. We took out the entire government. There was a power vacuum. That's when insurgents saw the opportunity to come in and try to seize power. And then American troops were in Iraq for a number of years trying to do peacekeeping and police work in a chaotic, wild west of a nation that was completely leveled to the ground. It goes a lot deeper than that, but for the sake of time, I'm going to move on. I see the same thing happening here in Ukraine. Our government is using our media, which is the mouthpiece for our government, to push a narrative that Russia is killing civilians because that will justify to the American people that we need to go and stop this murderous regime of Russia who is killing civilians on purpose, execution style, that we need to go in there and stop it. And the United States is the only one that could go in and stop it. And we need to send our troops there for the greater good of humanity. And we need to sacrifice our young men and women. We need to sacrifice them for the people of Ukraine. That's what's being sold to the American people right now. And many people are falling for that. So what I'm trying to do is to open up people's eyes to that, not to convince them. I'm just trying to show you a different perspective, perspective that I see of what's being done. The reason why I could say that I believe that this is happening is because it's been done before in the past, over and over and over again, since World War I. 
as we see with Smedley Butler's book, War is a Racket. Let's read a little bit of Smedley Butler's book, War is a Racket. Starts off, War is a Racket. It always has been. It is possibly the oldest, easily the most profitable, surely the most vicious. It is the only one international in scope. It is the only one in which the profits are reckoned in dollars and the losses in lives. A racket is best described, I believe, as something that is not what it seems to the majority of people. Only a small inside group knows what it is really about. It is conducted for the benefit of the very few at the expense of very many. Out of war, a few people make huge fortunes. That's the opening two paragraphs of Smedley Butler's book. So let's take a look at it. It says a war is a racket and it always has been. It says that the profits are reckoned in dollars, but the losses are in lives. So the profits, people make a lot of money, millions of dollars, probably even billions of dollars now on war, but the price is paid in lives military lives and civilian lives on both countries that are involved. So he goes on to describe a racket is that it's not what it seems to majority of people. So for instance, let's take Iraq for a second. Weapons of mass destruction, Saddam Hussein harboring terrorists, both of which were not true. But those are what was sold to the American people to justify going to war and invading Iraq. That is what was sold to the majority of people. That's what the majority of people believed. That's what I believed at the time. But there was a few who really knew what was going on. There was very few within inside our intelligence agencies and the top brass of our government that knew that they were all lies. So you have to ask yourself, since those people knew that it was all lies, why'd they go along with it? It's because war is a racket. It's a money-making machine. These guys inside the CIA, our generals inside the military, they knew that it was all lies. What did they also know? They also know that they're going to be getting out of the CIA. They're going to be getting out of the military very soon, where they could go and sit on the boards of these defense contracting companies. They could go and sit on the boards of these weapon-making companies, these Lockheed Martins, right? It would be very beneficial for them if there was a war going on where they could go and make a lot of money after they leave public office. This happened during World War I. It's happened in every war since, probably even before. Smedley Butler fought in many campaigns, not just in World War I. So he's talking about his experiences in war and what he's seen as a racket going all the way back since before World War I. And here we are, 2022. The wars in the Middle East had just ended, and now all of a sudden, war in Eastern Europe. It's not by accident, my friends. Let's continue. Smedley Butler goes on to say that in the World War, which was World War I, because at the time that he written this, World War II has not started yet. He wrote, in the World War, a mere handful garnered the profits of the conflict. At least 21,000 new millionaires and billionaires were made in the United States during the World War. Think about that for a second. How much did things cost in World War One? People were living off of $100 a month, maybe, that people were getting paid at the time. And there's 21,000 new millionaires and billionaires at a time when the average person was only making $100 a month. Yeah. Think about that. A billionaire making billions of dollars when the average person makes $100 a month off of war. Think about that. What does that equal out today? I'm not a mathematician, but I could tell you that a million dollars and a billion dollars is still a lot of money. So now we're probably talking hundreds of billions of dollars. So he goes on to write, how many of these war millionaires shouldered a rifle? How many of them dug a trench? How many of them knew 
what it was like to go hungry in a rat-infested dugout. How many of them spent sleepless, frightened nights ducking shells and shrapnel, machine gun fire and bullets? How many of them parried the bayonet thrust of an enemy? How many of them were wounded or killed in battle? Out of war, nations acquire additional territory if they are victorious. They just take it. This newly acquired territory promptly is exploited by the few. The self-same few who wrung dollars out of blood in the war, but the general public shoulders the bill. And what is the bill? This bill renders a horrible accounting. Newly placed gravestones, mangled bodies, shattered minds, broken hearts, and homes, economic instability, depression, and all its attendant miseries, backbreaking taxation for generations and generations. Yeah, we're sending billions of dollars to Ukraine right now. We've been sending billions of dollars to Ukraine as far back as, let's say, 2014, when our current president, was the vice president and he's in Ukraine and he's telling the president of Ukraine there that you're not getting this billion dollars that you're supposed to be getting unless you fire the prosecutor that's investigating my son. And sure enough, the prosecutor was fired and Ukraine got a billion dollars. This country is $30 trillion in debt, but we could give billions of dollars to other countries. We just gave Ukraine $14 billion, or we're planning on giving it to them. We gave them a billion dollars back in 2014. How many more billions of dollars have we given them since? We're $30 trillion in debt. The government has to keep on increasing our taxes to pay for everything when we're just giving billions of dollars away. This is what's frustrating. Let's continue. Smedley Butler goes on to say, for a great many years as a soldier, I had a suspicion that war is a racket. Not until I retired to civilian life did I fully realize it. Now that I see the international war clouds again gathering as they are today, I must face it and speak out. This is how I feel right now. The way that Smedley Butler put that. I didn't spend as many years in the military as Smedley Butler did. but. I knew that there were people making a lot of money, KBR, Blackwater, a whole bunch of paramilitary contractors making a lot of money tax-free over there and countless companies making a lot of money on war equipment back in the States. Now I'm starting to realize it as I see the 20 years of war as they come to an end and now a new war is starting where I see the propaganda being used to try to get us involved. So as Smelly Butler said, he feels he needs to speak out. I also need to speak out. Now, he goes on to talk about some of these alliances that are happening at the time that he wrote this book. They are choosing sides. France and Russia met and agreed to stand side by side. Italy and Austria hurried to make a similar agreement. Poland and Germany cast sheep's eyes at each other, forgetting their dispute over the Polish corridor. An assassination of King Alexander from Yugoslavia complicated matters. Yugoslavia and Hungary, long bitter enemies, were already at each other's throats. Italy was ready to jump in, but France was waiting. So is Czechoslovakia. All of them are looking ahead to war. Not the people, not those who fight and die. Only those who foment wars and remain safely at home to profit. So obviously he's talking about what's happening in the news at that time. World War II was getting ready to kick off. So as we see prior to Russia invading Ukraine, we saw our intelligence agencies propping up what was happening on the border of Russia and Ukraine since as far back as 2014, saying that Russians putting troops on the border. Those troops on the border were already there since 2014. But then there was talks going on between the United States and Iran about the nuke deal. They were trying to get that nuke deal going on. And they were trying to put the same, basically the same nuke deal that they had 
back in the day under Obama, which ensured Iran to get a nuclear weapon in 15 years. President Trump pulled us out of it. Now Biden was trying to put us back in. Iran already has enough enriched uranium to make a weapon, put it on a warhead. This deal that they're going to do was going to be smoke and mirrors because they already knew that Iran was capable of doing it and then they were going to get a weapon anyway. So this deal that they were doing was smoke and mirrors. And you have our intelligence agencies talking up this war between Russia and Ukraine. And then they come out on the news and they say that they're, they definitely know that Russia is going to invade Ukraine. When there's backdoor talks going on between Russia, the United States and Ukraine, and Russia saying that I need to know that Ukraine will not be a part of NATO because NATO is an anti-Russian organization. So why would Russia be okay with Ukraine joining NATO, an anti-Russian organization? Especially the ties between Ukraine and Russia are tighter ethnically and historically than Ukraine, the United States, or any other NATO country. A lot of Ukrainians speak Russian and see themselves as Russians. Not everybody, obviously, but there's a lot. So things go a lot deeper than what the media is telling us when it comes to Ukraine and Russia. But all of this stuff in the background that was going on was designed to put Russia in a position where it felt that it had nothing else to do but to invade Ukraine. I'm not saying that Russia should have invaded Ukraine. I'm saying that Russia felt like they had no other option. Whether they did or not, I don't know, but that's what Russia felt. And that was done by design by the United States to get Russia to invade Ukraine. I'm going to say that again. The United States put Russia in a situation where they knew that Russia would feel that it had no other option other than to invade Ukraine. I'll say that again for the second time. The United States put Russia in a position to feel that it had no other option than to invade Ukraine. And that was done on purpose. The United States wanted Russia to invade Ukraine so that they could get involved in a war, another racket. The people that were making millions of dollars in the Middle East can now make millions of dollars in Eastern Europe to do the same thing that they did in the Middle East, destabilize the country so that they could have war over power, pretty much a Game of Thrones over there. We're going to have all of these different groups coming in, trying to take power. And the United States would need to be there for another 20 years trying to stabilize the region that they destabilized in the first place. That's what's happening. But as Smedley Butler went on to say that it's not the people of Russia, it's not the people of Ukraine that are causing this. It's not the people who are going to be fighting in this war. It's there are those who foment the wars and remain safely at their home, taking in the profits. Those are the ones who are starting these wars. And that's where I'm going to leave off for today's episode. Thank you for listening. If you're watching on YouTube or Rumble, thank you. Make sure you subscribe. Make sure you hit that like button. Make sure you hit that share button. Make sure you share this video wherever you need to share it. Facebook, Rumble, wherever it is. Send it to a group text. It's the best way to help support this podcast. All right, so until next time, I'm going to do part two of War is a Racket. This is Flip the Script Podcast out.